What's up? Welcome to Tide Sessions, a podcast about water sports. I'm Mike and this is Mel. We're both super passionate about the water and together we co-founded a kite surfing school called Tide Water Sports. On this podcast, we're going to be chatting to athletes, founders and other rad people who also love being in, on or under the water. We hope you enjoy these conversations as much as we did. In today's episode, we talk to the amazing Josie West. Josie is a coach and speaker, but most importantly, she founded She Flies back in 2019. She Flies is a movement and a global community of extreme sports lovers. Josie's mission is to help people both recognize and celebrate their superpowers, both in business and in water sports. We chatted about experiences with kitesurfing and wakeboarding, how she helps women gain confidence within the sport, how she intends to grow she flies, and how we can all make water sports more inclusive and accessible. Enjoy! Oh, nice cool. to meet you both. Yeah. Me too. So Josie, I, I wanted you to give us a little background about, about yourself to start off with. So I grew up in Surrey. And a very country bumpkin kind of lifestyle, but never a sea baby. And, um, but always very adventurous and probably ambitious as well goes in with that. I used to go to theme parks and my mum would get really annoyed because my sister and I are very different and she'd always have to look after my sister. She'd have to go on the pedalos, look after her. My dad got to go on the rides with me where I'd like, Put heels in my shoes to get taller to get on you know um yeah so I, I grew up in Surrey and then I went to uni in Cardiff and learned tried to learn to surf wasn't never very good um and then got a boyfriend who's a kite surf instructor and he taught me to kite surf and I hated it for ages um and then eventually we sadly broke up and when we broke up he said to me you're never gonna I just bet you won't kite surf anymore and it was like you know that was it I was learning to kite surf and getting really good at it (laughs) (laughs) yeah I would have done the same thing I mean that's what that's how we met he taught me but I think because my brother does he kite surfs as well and he really wanted me to kite I just didn't have a choice to get, like, I needed to get it quickly, you know? It's like the pressure from starting to go out with you and be like, I need to be okay at this because otherwise what's going to, you know? But, yeah, it's a bit weird being taught by your boyfriend. Oh, it's like the worst thing to do ever. I don't I don't condone it at all. Friends, boyfriends, like, the, yeah, don't do it. The good oh, thing no. was Mel was that, you know, she was quite easy to teach. And no, within, I... like, three lessons, she was like, that's say... it, I'm going out on my own. Yeah. And I'm just I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. I'm just gonna try and do it. Yeah, I was and getting that. annoyed. But yeah. then you say that, but you thought I asked too many questions. Because I think, but we'll talk about this. Maybe women tend to ask Mel, Mel a loves lot of questions. questions. <laughs> I just need to yeah. understand. So I'm always like, but wait, what about what happens when yeah. I do it? And you were just like, just do it. And I was like, no, 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 no. But what <laughs> so you were yeah. getting annoyed with me. Aha. And it's Don't really it's I always sigh a little bit when I hear that a woman has learned to kite surf through a partner and I hate telling the story that I learned through my partner yeah because the whole point of she flies is like to tap into all that because we all have it in us Mm. but we only started when our partner taught us or like we kind of didn't have a choice because we wanted that lifestyle that they were living and Mm. 
how do you get all of those women who have this fire in them ready to go but they just don't go how do you get those women because what if they never end up with a partner and I for one when I when I started to kite surf and got to a good level where you can really have a mindful session where you're just in the zone and loving every single second of it and you come off the water feeling like you don't feel in any other scenario you feel incredible all of that emotion and feeling and love and passion is just untapped in so many women just because they weren't in a situation where it was easy for them to learn well not easy it's hard to learn from your boyfriend but you know what I mean yeah Yeah. there's an opportunity yeah I think yeah I think well for me, I, d- I already loved extreme sports. I was, I think I was rejecting my brothers. I was trying to do it because I was doing a lot of skydiving younger and a lot of, um, I tried surfing as well. Like I was doing all the other sports that I didn't want to do like my brother. And I think when I moved to Margate, because we're by the sea, because I think that's the thing as well, like accessibility for kiting. It's like you yeah. need to be by a body of water. I didn't have a choice, but um, I didn't need too much pushing because I, I did get hooked really quickly. But yeah, it's like, how do you get women to uh, to know they can do it? Well, I see plenty of women coming up. down with the school. Yeah, well, it's know, getting better, and a lot of them Changing, come by themselves, it? and mm. you know they're pretty motivated to just get out there and do it just as much as the guys. Yeah, totally. And I think that's it. I think the sport is definitely changing. I think there are more women learning, and you know we've been saying that for years, so it must be the case. Um, I do still think there's a need to, and this is part of the foundation that She Flies is built on, is we have to teach people in a way that they learn best. And, and it's it's people because we all have a different way of learning. But an easy way to differentiate that is men and women because they have a different way of learning on on the whole, right? It's not like men do this and women do that there's a scale there's no binary element of it I mean even gender's not binary anymore right so what does someone who sits in between those genders or a completely different gender how do they learn it's not as simple as that but it's just an easy way to differentiate and then you bring in all of that the societal perception and how we've been growing up and taught and afraid to be you know show off and be bold and be brave and all of those things because as a little girl you you're not taught that that's what you do you're taught another thing then it's it's all of those other things that are preventing women from either coming and learning or progressing as well and you know if you've got a school like yours where there's it's really welcoming comfortable for women and then some come they tell their friends they encourage their friends the guys you teach are telling their girlfriends you know then it changes but not all schools are like yours mm. many not particularly the ones you know in the high tourist areas they're pretty aggressive yeah yeah I've heard a lot of women talk about their experience learning and um who was it that talk because I, I think also it's about women teaching other women right or at least having like women and men teaching and people going towards you know whether they feel more comfortable with but yeah I remember teaching this um woman and she she just told me that she had she was just scared the first time she did it because she was with a guy that was just telling her to get on with it in a quiet, you know, like, oh, stop, it's fine, it's not that. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was really windy and she was just not comfortable and it scarred her. I was like, it's so, so, you know, it's like, it's so interesting how, like you said, you need to adapt almost to whether you're teaching and like and bring. Yeah, you absolutely do. And I, 
so my other world is business and I have that's unfortunately where I spend most of my time but part of my role is um relationship building and a bit of negotiation and trying to build long-term connections with people through business right I won't go into the detail because it's really boring when we talk about kite surfing but you what you need to learn in the business world is that humans are selfish we all look out for ourselves and we do things for our own benefit and we in order to get someone to do something the way you want them to do it it's really hard so actually you need to change to help them do it for them right so let me explain what I mean by that all of the kite surf locations around the world that are really touristy are like amazing kite conditions so Tarifa or Dakla or all these places that are beautiful kite conditions those kite surf instructors are not there to teach kiting they're there to kite they just need money so they teach kiting so they don't this is a broad brush but a lot of kite instructors aren't that good at teaching and they don't really care if you get up on the board or not now speaking to you two about that you might feel well that's so not true because where we are I love seeing people women men get up on the board and progress but that's because you have people that you build relationships with they live close by they're not on holiday they're doing this because they really want to and your environment is nice but it's not beautiful and hot and you know it's probably hard work being kind of so people in the UK and the Netherlands they teach because they love to teach and it's a different you can't expect people in those beautiful places to change because they don't really care they just want to do the lesson and they want to go for a session afterwards and you need to therefore build the confidence and the need and the change in the people that aren't getting what they need which is the women it's just a different way of looking at it but I'd love to change the world and change the industry and we will but it needs to come from the people that really care. So not just women, but men as well. Um, but you need to sort of make a movement rather than individually changing all the kite instructors to teach in a way that suits women. I went down a rabbit hole then, sorry. No, I'll do that amazing. a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But um, yeah, but that's why I, mean, I think I, what I you agree. did with She Flies is it's amazing. And I think you don't, I mean, so you do, camps right you do camps and trips um where you coach and you teach women which is amazing I need to come on one of your trips um yeah yeah I will I will um but I think yeah that movement is so needed and any but I mean I don't know how many do you have men involved as well because like you said we can't just have you know yeah needs we to on board. all of our camps and trips and events are female focused not women only Okay. Um, don't make that really obvious but I specifically don't have women only on our website it just isolates people that might need she flies um, we're changing a little bit which is like heard it here first um, because the camps and trips are really good and I mean we just went to Egypt with 21 women and it was am I allowed to swear or not yeah. flipping yes. amazing you're it was fucking amazing <laughs> and 
because we combine we've got lots of core values that she flies and I hold them really really firmly in everything that we do one of those is coach the mind before the body so on our camps I'm a coach I'm a performance coach so not to do with kite surfing all about your mind and I've got people that work with she flies Kat Casaladeva she's our kind of primary psychologist and mind coach and we combine those two things mind coaching and kite coach kite progression and it's very very powerful it's amazing it's no longer about the kite surfing the kite surfing just becomes a metaphor for all these things going on in these women's lives it's so powerful but they progress so much in their kiting they find this new love for it it's amazing so I do the camps are brilliant but the downside to those camps are if you have a camp of just sort of six to ten women you're only impacting six to ten women at a time and I want to impact loads of women at a time and I want to stop taking women away from the industry and isolating them and saying it's going to be okay let's work on you all as individuals and then we can put you back in the industry and hopefully you're going to be okay and rather take over the spot like we go to these places we absolutely take over and that's what we did in Egypt 21 people on this boat you get to a, a spot there's three boats there some of those boats people are having lunch or dinner we're out all the time yelling and shouting and whooping and you know we've just done mind coaching in the morning so they're supercharged and it's like a bit like you know girls on a hendy where they just go wild it's like that <laughs> um and it's amazing and I want to do more of that than the smaller scale camps which there's already so many communities that do that they're relatively successful at it as long as they focus in the right areas I want to create environments where we almost we bring all those communities together we work with them and we change in on mass we make a big impact we you know we really empower people rather than just doing small things that impact six women really really well you know but I want to impact at least 20 women at a time 20 40 60 80 so yeah I haven't really told you what we're doing but we're changing a little bit we are going to still do camps and we're going to still do mini festivals in the UK but we're going to change we're going to do some more stuff that's very exciting does sound very exciting what is that you want to know more I want to know more I want to know more come on okay so we're going to basically do so I've just started um confirming the details which I'm not going to tell you but <laughs> next year we're going to do a we do mini festivals in the UK mm-hmm. we do she kites and we do she wakes she wakes is in it's just had its third year and she kites second year but different venues um and that's about 80 women come and take over the spot essentially we're going to turn that into like a five-day festival abroad so we're going to get all we've spoken to a lot of um, very strong and established female kite communities and we're going to cut, bring them together at a venue abroad and have a camp but it will be like a festival not like a camp so it won't be just about women it will allow women who want to come with their husband or their partner or their kids their family 
or they want to come with a group of friends and some of those friends don't kite surf or you know so or they come on their own and they form like a smaller camp of you know group of 10 women like they would on a camp so you make it accessible to everyone you don't need to bring women away from their partners right you I mean I go away with my partner every year and we kite if I went away without him to go kiting he'd be pissed off don't say that I, I was gonna do no. I would be I mean I, I do do that come. damn it I'm no, happy you're I said including I me. I this time on my own. I'm going to say, it, I'm happy you're including no, me. No, no. <laughs> Josie, I really was. Now you said that, he's not going to let me go on my own. It's, but it's, but also, it's it. better. No, we can do both. On their own. No, no, I think that sounds amazing. And that's definitely something that we, we can do. bring our daughter as yeah, well. Yeah, we can bring her. Yeah, she's a bit tiny to learn, she's but a bit soon small. enough. But she doesn't have to because there'll be, um, there'll be opportunity for her to hang out in the crash. You know, yeah, toddler, oh, toddler kite. Winner. Maybe we should start a new thing like toddler kite, a baby board and a baby kite. No, no? why not? Just strap her on, oh, see yeah. what happens. I think, I mean, you could do that. <laughs> Jesse Richmond does it. I mean, we're not his level, did. but um, yeah, but that's give her, like a small kite, give her a four meter yeah. or something. Oh, I've that's got that. Not that. Oh, yeah, it depends got, on the wind. I've got, I've got the yeah, small quite big, yeah. quite big for a toddler. <laughs> it would be quite, we get a she might, it might not work, but. She yeah. might fly off. I'll be like, oh, we've lost her. She will definitely fly. She flies. She flies. <laughs> there you go. But that's. But yeah, really we're, we're changing. We're, so we're doing that and we're doing a few other things that are like big and a bit more making an impact rather than little camps. Yeah. Amazing. So watch the space. Yeah, because you, that sounds so good. And, and I remember, I think I read something where you talk about how showing up women need to show off more. And I love that because we don't naturally do it. Weirdly. Showing off as a superpower. Yeah, that's yeah. our, that's the, probably the second, probably the first value that I speak about the most, but um, after the teaching the mind before the body, but showing off as a superpower, we, I talk about this all the time when there's lots of um, research and experiments, psychology experiments around little girls and little boys. And there's one where, there's a little girl or group of little girls, group of little boys playing on a fireman's pole in a playground and they're like sliding down it, coming back up, sliding down it. And all the mums of the little girls are telling her to be careful. Be careful. Don't hurt yourself. Don't be silly. Don't show off. Basically tone it down or you'll hurt yourself. And the little boys are encouraged. Oh, I saw you. That was really good. Do it again. Try again. See if you can go a bit higher this time. And... It's an amazing study. I need to know, I need to get more details on the actual study and who did it. But the point is, we're told from a very young age as little girls to stop showing off and be careful. You know, danger is around the corner if you're not careful. But when you're older, showing off is associated, and when you're younger, to arrogance. Like if you see someone showing off, she's arrogant. So is he. They're arrogant, right? It's a negative thing. But it shouldn't be because if you're showing off, then you get confident. When you're more confident, you're better at what you're doing because you don't have that anticipation that makes you jolt and, you know, change your muscle memory and everything else. And when you're good at what you're doing, then you progress and you enjoy it more. And, you you know, so showing off is the first step to those like superpowers. We did She Wakes. I think the first year we did it and I was nervous that I'd be able to book the whole cable park out for the whole day. So I didn't book the last slot. We had it from like 
10 a.m. until 6 p.m. and there's a slot six to eight. And all day on the cable, there's a ramp right in front of the dock and all the girls are tricking on that ramp. Some so much so that they weren't tricking on the ramp the other side of the cable because they wanted to do it in front of the dock. Because when they did it, whether they crashed, they landed it, they landed it badly, landed it well, the whole dock is full of this energy of women and men, but people who are part of the event, screaming and shouting and cheering and going crazy. When six o'clock came and the new group had booked in, which were mostly men, a lot of them were like boyfriends and partners of the women that were there in the day, but strangers, right? They They were new people to some. No one tricked on the ramp in front of the dock. They all started tricking the other side of the cable. And it's like, how do you create that energy and that confidence in these women who are landing the tricks, they've trying tricks they've never tried before? As soon as someone else comes that's normally a guy, it all goes. It like dissipates into thin air, like it was never there. And that really got me. And I want to change that. That's so interesting. Do you reckon it's because, uh, is it, is it because women tend to cheer, is it, you know, cheer on each other? Is that an expression? Cheer each other more? Cheer on each other? Meh, I'm losing my English. But is it something about (laughs) women, like, we, it's like we don't want to be telling guys, yeah, that was great again, because they're, being told that all the time and we'd rather I don't know it's interesting that's what I thought first. that's I was a like, good point when we're like it, yeah they don't need is to it, know they're doing well because they're gonna bloody yeah start sh- be annoying is it, you know but it, but this is these are the women who are still they're on part. the cable so it's before the last cable right so yeah. they're on like 5 30 the new cable group is getting ready to go on at six so the dock changes it's no longer a group of women supporting them. There's some men there. Okay. And so the people still on the cable, they stop showing off. They stop doing it. They just hide away. But it's interesting point around the cheering, because is it because the individual on the cable, the girl, is afraid to show off in front of new people, dangerous people, boys and strangers? Or is it because the doc, the girls cheering them all along, don't cheer anymore because there's other people there and they feel silly for cheering going crazy i don't know it's interesting but the point is i, w- I would have cheered if i was there yeah, you cheer all the time thanks cheer yeah that's good i think yeah. i but think it's, it's just it's changing amazing. like it the whole perception the and, and like for for guys and and girls to just like come together with with water sports and you know that's cheer, it cheer each other on and, oh. and really sort of be more inclusive with everyone not think That's about it. it as like a as like a male and female thing but you know they're like really spur each other on mm. and sort of pro- help progress each other yeah i agree i totally agree and that's the kind of where i get annoyed with a lot of female communities before i started she flies i was so anti women only initiatives and i sometimes i think i should stop admitting that but i hated that i've always had male friends who kite from the beginning and female friends I've got a very strong female community of women who kite but it's always been men and women we've always been part of and we don't it doesn't we don't really differentiate we've always supported each other exactly as you say we've it's never been a problem and in business 
I've relatively relatively successful in the business world being a woman has never held me back from what I thought what I, you know a few years ago I've never been in any you know problems or felt like I've been discriminated against and then when I I think the problem that I've found with those communities is that kind of as you say that they take women away from everything and you know as if men are bad and it it shouldn't be about that it should be about women are awesome and here's how we learn and here's what we get from it and here's how we find that strength and here's how we find all these superpowers like it should be about that rather than like oh the industry's really bad and and I mean so she flies came from another reason around the way we learn we learn differently and I think we should be taught differently she's kind of spoke about but still when you do like online calls and uh, online events and events in person you will always get someone who says oh you know um guys are really teach really badly or they basically they slate guys their instructor or their partner or whoever it is right and you have to shut it down because not they don't realize you've shut it down you do it in a way that's subtle and you know but it needs to be not about that it needs to be about how that woman learns and how that woman progresses and how she develops herself rather than the rest of the world like I said before you can't change others you have to find your own powers and work on those yeah and then other people can learn from that exactly yeah but be a role model yeah, becoming yeah, but coming back, yeah, I think, but you probably grew up the same way I did. Is I was so, my, I mean, I was never raised to be careful. I was, I mean, my dad told me to punch when I was ten because I was fighting boys in the playground. Like you know, I was taught. <laughs> yeah, he brought, my brother and I were brought up the same way in that sense that we're both, you know, um, yeah. But I've always seen. I've, I think a lot of extreme sports are. I've traditionally been more like male focused because girls have been told to be careful so they don't go and do crazy stuff. But um, yeah, I've always seen guys as like healthy competition. Like I just think we're on the playground, you know. I love being around. Like here, I guess we don't have that many women around Thanet compared to guys. There's way more guys kiteboarding. Um, Don't know the ratio, but it's crazy. It's probably like six of us for like 50 guys. But um, um. I love being around guys. It's like, it's, yeah, healthy competition. And you said, I mean, you've said anyway, we do kite differently or just we do mm. everything differently. But, um, yeah, um, obviously women are more awesome than guys, but that's another discussion. Yeah, that's the side, uh, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's I agree. And I, there's a guy that I kite with probably the most, a really good friend of mine, Blyker, shout out. <laughs> and um we I love kiting with him because he'll watch me and he'll push me and he'll teach me and he's a really really good kiter in freestyle and he kind of is very experimental in his tricks and I I learn from him and I kind of see myself in what he does all the re- and he does big air as well but he he only does it on certain conditions he likes freestyle all of my other friends are big old school mega loop kind of guys and I don't I'm not interested in it so when I go out with him, I'm doing all the kind of low twists and turns and backwards and frontwards and unhooked. And they're all like going up. So whilst it's great to have a session with them, it's quite hard to 
I don't compete with them. I, I, I ride in a very different way. So it depends. It really, that's why it depends, right? It depends on your riding, what you're interested in. But interestingly, and sorry to go back to business, but it's quite an interesting example. I've just changed jobs a year ago for a new company and it's a huge company, like 70,000 people. And the CEO is a woman. And I've worked in these organizations for a long time, management consultancy. And my last company and, you know, any, any other company I've been around has always had a CEO that's a man because that's the norm, basically. I never thought it would make a difference. But now I'm in this one with this woman as a CEO. I'm obsessed with her. I just, everything she does, everything she writes, every email she sends, every article on LinkedIn, like she's, she's like a celebrity in my eyes. I've met her a few times and I'm like, I get jittery when I see her. And I realise it's because she looks like me she acts like me she has the same leadership style as me and she's a CEO of this company and suddenly I'm like oh my god I could do that I've never thought that before and it's the same in kiting when I met Paula Novotna in Sri Lanka she was the first pro rider I'd met and spent time with and I was mesmerized by her like she rode in a different way to how other people rode and she did all these things like that looked different and like I was like oh my god I you know I could do that because she looks like me and suddenly it just opens up these these possibilities it's quite hard to explain that to people who haven't seen it because it it ain't the feeling comes when you see it and in hindsight it's a wonderful thing right so but the one thing I will say is when you go on these camps and she flies environment, whether it's a camp or a festival, the women ride harder and push themselves more. And, and I really think that's because there's someone there that's better than them that they hold on to and they think I could be like her. Yeah, definitely. That's the power of it. I really want to go on a camp now. So talking about the camps, what camps have you got coming up soon? We've got one, we just finished on Sunday, our Cyprus camp, which is more of a beginner focused one, which sold out super quick. So we put another one on in September, which is sold out. Um, So that's beginning of September. And then we're going to have a break of camps until this big event, which will be September next year. I think we'll probably do a few before then, but we haven't got them in the diary. The next stuff that's happening is um, we're going to do She Flies the Movie Part 3, which uh, we've got our teaser video being made at the moment by a really good friend of mine who always produces these movies, Marty Martinez. Um, Lucas Martinez, his name is. So this is um, where people send in their videos, right, of all their experiences and and everything. And then, and then you mash them up together in an awesome film. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So we have a theme. And we create content based on what people send us from the community. So all levels. This year is going to be all sports as well, not just kite and wakeboard focused. And we will have an element of a theme to it. So we'll pull it together into this movie. Um, The first one was just She Flies the movie, kind of explaining a bit about what She Flies is, which was amazing. And the second one was about the journey. So the journey through from beginner to professional. Um, This one's a little bit more around, I won't give it away too much, but more around like mother nature and how she is 
beautiful and amazing, but also ferocious. So I'm really excited for this one. We're going to do a really strong push. We're going to get ask as many people as possible to submit their movies and yeah, exactly. Get Pull it together. Need, You're one of them. Not Mel. footage from Fanet. It's really not glamorous. Mother Nature around here is. Fanet is very glamorous. No, yeah, I guess on summer day, <laughs> windy summer day. We, no, I'm kidding. yeah, but we'll get people. We will make something beautiful, and it's just such an amazing way. Because what we also do, I mean, what we find, unfortunately, is beginners in any sport have such bad footage, because. No one wants to film them. They don't can't get anyone to film them. And when people film them, they send that video through WhatsApp like 50 times. It loses all yeah. its quality. And then they send it to you flies. I'm like, I can't do anything with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so grainy. So um, what we do is we, we obviously ask for all footage. And if we do get some good stuff for beginners, we definitely include it because we want to make sure we represent all levels. But um, we also ask women to just film themselves. So like a profile of their face or a, that's not the right word is it just a video of their face doing something to the camera so last time we asked them to say their name to the camera and so we include all of that so even if their footage doesn't make it um you know it's all about the optimum time that a movie is people watch it they they will make it they're part of the community um and it's really incredible the power of that I think that people feel like they're part of something you know they're sort of solidified their association with she flies Okay. So that's going to be great. Amazing. Sounds really good. You have to. You I've, just have to put. I um, want to watch it. What? I want to watch it. Yeah, me I've, too. I've watched all the other ones. They're yeah. Really good. Yeah. They're good, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I really, really. Sometimes them. when I'm down, I watch them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Will pick me up. I do that with my videos. You just watch your own videos. I just watch myself. You're just so sick. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm good. But that's just a bit weird. That's just a bit weird. Look at that loop. I can't watch my own videos. It's cringe. Yeah, I'm (laughs) the same. I feel like as well, like I'm really bad whenever we get, because I've got a good camera and I always go out and film them. Um, A bit less now that we've got River, because when it's really windy, I don't don't put her through that. But uh, I hate being filmed. I mean, I don't hate it, but I feel like I always mess up when there's the pressure of... You know, it's like you're thinking, oh, they're there. Okay, okay, wait, I'm going to jump through right now. And then you end up not focusing on your trick and just thinking about the camera. And The I camera. Know, I just, I'm really bad with that in a funny way. It's the classic, you know, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> and then everything goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. We, we do video analysis on She Flies camps. Yep. And we... I have to sit them down before we do the video analysis and say to them, it is your responsibility to be filmed, not mine or the instructors. Because what happens is someone learning a back crawl, for example, or any other trick, insert trick here, they go, right, I'm going to try one. They go, okay, you get the camera ready. And I go, you've got to try it there. Like when you hit that landmark, that's where you go, okay? So they ride off and they hit the landmark and they're like, okay, I'm going to go now. Oh no, there's a little wave. And then they go, oh no, okay, I'm going to go now. Oh no, there's another kiting. And they end up 500 meters down the line and they try their trick. They come back. Did you see it? No, I didn't see it. (laughs) She made excuses the whole way before you tried it. And so, yeah, they, they have to learn that 
you know, if you want to be filmed, you've got to show off. You can't yeah. think about all the little bits going on. You've just got to just do got to it. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes you need to wait for the little kicker. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you just need that perfect I'm wave. Kidding. No, yeah. You that need to have that tiny bit of seaweed to move out the way because that might get in the way of your fin, you know? Yeah. Mm, so much. Any can excuse. Yeah. But this is why the mind coaching is always so powerful because you, you know, people, the fear of whatever they're trying to do is not because there's a little wave or there's a kiter in the way or there's seaweed in the way. It's something else, something else stopping them. So, you got it when you do that mind coaching it's very powerful because you dig into what is actually stopping them and they forget about all the other shit and they just do it because they realize why they're wanting to do it not why what the fear is stop you know what the fear actually means so by the end of the week they're like you know you'd like getting hit as an instructor because you've got people boards coming all over the place trying to Mm -hmm do their trick right in front of you it's a dangerous thing being a cameraman in the water because people just attack you it's quite exhilarating i think I yeah that, yeah yeah some people it's hilarious it's like yeah so you do you do wakeboard like wake sort of uh camps you do kiting camps um i've also seen you do like surf camps now so you've done like a she surfs sort of thing as well right we we haven't done a she surfs yet. You haven't done it yet. Um, you just we, it's coming you're up. It. You're like manifesting. You're it. doing it right. <laughs> are, you mani- <laughs> are you manifesting that one? No, we no we haven't we we haven't got um, a surf one. We did have a kite and surf one, um, but COVID. That's a long story about COVID uh, messing up a lot of our plans. But um, we're sticking with kite surfing and wakeboarding camps at the moment. But we do have our next sport, which is snow sports. So in um, November, oh no, October, we've got um, She Flies Snow Sports Edition, which will be a mini festival in the UK for snow sports. So we're just going to start breaking into snow. Um, And then the next ones on the list, I think, will be mountain biking and climbing. Oh, surfing. Surfing. Well, leave Josie alone. She decides. Um, okay. Wait, so for the snow sports, where's it going to be? Snowboarding? Skiing? It's going to be at, in, at snow track, so it'll be at dry ski slope. Okay. Um, and it'll be our first year, so we're going to make it quite small. We'll just have 40 guests. Okay. Um, and then we'll see how it goes and then do a nice organic growth from there. But once we do a mini festival, then it kind of opens us up to do a camp um and and maybe something like i said about the kite stuff sort of mini festival abroad Mm. with lots of female kite communities so we're there's so many ideas and we've just sort of written our 2023 strategy now so we're working out the final bits of that the limitation is my time to give it that's what holds it back and it's frustrating a lot of the time because there's so many community members who part of she flies that want so much from it and want to be involved loads and it's just really hard to make it all happen at once when you're trying to juggle a full-time job around the edges would you so yeah would you go full-time on she flies i would love to um but at the moment it's if i'm completely honest there's no financial gain for she flies it it, 
I spend, it hemorrhages my money. Um, so we need to work out how we, and that's not a problem for me, but it's a problem for the volunteers that want to eventually become paid employees of She Flies. And so this year we're going to try and work out what a financial model could look like. Um, and hopefully if that runs well, we can then start paying our volunteers and we can start building a proper community of support around she flies that we can then look into you know people spending a bit more time on it um i'd love to do it full time i would love to you know jump over to do it um it's difficult to know when the it's like chicken and egg right you need more time to give it for it to be successful and um so slowly does it but yeah it it's um the thing is for me as well I'm really passionate about women in business and women in tech as well so and that's my other world I do a lot of public speaking events around women in sport and the similarities that we could learn in business sports a bit more tangible you can see it it's a bit more easy to understand and business a bit more internal so they complement each other in a way that is quite lovely and gives me some amazing opportunities and I don't really want to just stop at women in sport. I'm very ambitious mm -hmm. and I, my boyfriend hates me. I don't give him any of my time, but. Um, I, I know what you should do. We should just clone you. It's fine. We need two of you. And that would be. That's the good. solution. Yeah. I will keep that's her it. busy. I, yeah, I, I would cool. like another four days in the week. Yeah. Same. Wouldn't we all? Wouldn't we all? Yeah, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> I would. You wouldn't. To relax. You. Oh yeah. <laughs> you good it's, at relaxing. I'm really. Relaxed. Yeah, it's a problem. I was at a festival at the weekend, and I took yesterday off work, and she flies, to do nothing and to recover from the festival. That was my plan, and I've ended up painting my entire kitchen. It's an illness. Yeah, it really is. We're the same person. I do the same. You always. Yeah. What did you say the other day? When I've got nothing to do, I always find some. What was it? It was a good sentence that sums it up. I cannot remember, but yeah, you just you, you fill your wise. time with more things. Yeah, what, I just like, yeah. do not stop. If you yeah. have free a free moment, you fill it with more things. <laughs> but, um, but constructive know, things, like very good things to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, always. When when if I've got a free time, it's I not fill, constructive. Fill it things. with non-constructive things. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I I wish I did, yeah, but there's too. just so many cool things mm. that we could do with she flies and I want to do all of them and that's not great you need to focus and do things well so I need, I've learned from that but you know it's uh the, the 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 downside of not doing it all is you let people down people really want part of the community it's very much built and developed and progressing based on the what people want what the community wants it's such a strong and loyal group of people mm. and people sort of say like can we do a big event in Germany for example we get a lot of that and I'm like yes let's do it and then the reality is like when the hell are we going to do that when are we going to fit that in and, um so I'm working out how we how we grow without me mm. I need to sort of take a step back a bit because it's now growing bigger than me it took me a really long time to realize it was about me and accept that and now it's taking me a really long time to work out how to release that as well so that's the sort of next challenge that 
it grows she flies but it's not it's not about me it shouldn't be but when you know if I'm linked into something gets more engagement and that's hard work because you you know it has to be about she flies and and also I'm a, the biggest control freak you'll ever meet so can't let go it's also a downside <laughs> I think one thing that I, I want to see you do Josie is um do like a she flies uh competition or something like that you know I think that would be yes. really exciting it would be cool, wouldn't it? We're, yeah. we're going to do that next year at this festival, like, a, you know, at the, at the place. But I really want to do that as well. And I've been talking to a couple of schools on the South Coast, sorry, oh. maybe on your case too, yes. the East Coast, um, about doing a really friendly but serious competition. Needs to have, like, good consequences, like good prizes and stuff, but set the tone of this is a competition for you to try a competition without the pressure of needing to win and needing to be good um because that I mean what better inspiration and progression than to have a competition it's like if you did like a triathlon you you suddenly get better at running and swimming and cycling because you've got a goal Mm -hmm. same with the competition so yeah I think that would be a great idea. Yeah. So I say yeah. I would just say yes to everything. So yeah, I would love. To, I would <laughs> no, love to do that. Amazing. But to be honest, I think that's where that's also um, going back to the strategy and being a bit um, sort of secretive about it. I want to do things that make change rather than have a nice day. Yeah. And competitions do that, you know. So you you run it for free and you get sponsorship from brands rather than trying to sell tickets. People in kite surfing don't buy tickets or anything. No. Um, and, and you make a change. You, you develop those people by helping them, training them how to compete. And then you have proper judges there. And that's the kind of thing that I want to do more of. So yeah, perhaps that's um, one of the things that we do do in the UK. Yeah, and inspiring. It's inspiring more people to get into more women, more people to get into the sport as well. Like competition, always quite exciting because there's the limit of uh, what's com- competing. Yeah, so it's, it's like showcasing you know, the sport yeah, and showing it, up, to, showcasing. To those yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you have all those women that look like other women. So mm-hmm. people walking along the beach with their mate, like oh, maybe I can do women. that. Yeah. Maybe I can do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So have, that's have and you also been think involved we, in any other competitions. Have I has she flies been? Are you? you? Oh no. <laughs> I did the Kenya Kite Cup last year. Yeah. In second. Hey, nice. Well done. Congrats. Thank you very much. It was very amateur, but I was very proud. Still amazing. It was good fun. Really good fun. And it's amazing. And and part of the reason I did that was because we bought we did a um I went and stayed in a kite school in Kenya and we talked a lot about she flies and if we could work together and they said there's this competition and we've got like two women entering and like loads and loads of men and we just went on a mission to get every woman there to compete and I'm I downplayed it what the the, the level was actually good and it was brilliant to see that because no one was entering this competition but yet they were really good kite, kite surfers there. Yeah. And it was lovely because 
my mission for the day was not to win it was to set the tone and make all those women because whether we like it or not women can either be really supportive or not supportive and that can be quite scary when you go somewhere and you go to smile at a woman and she doesn't smile back that's scary Mm -hmm. so you need to someone there sets the tone either the person that's quite sort of stoic and icy faced if they get there first and they put that out there first they set the tone and everyone kind of hides away and they kind of get their chest up and get a bit nervous and don't talk to each other and it's like proper competition but if you go then you set the tone and go hi how's it going I'm so excited like what's your level how are you getting on are you excited for the day the completely different tone you're still competing but you're supporting each other and you're excited to compete with that person you met earlier and you have a drink later and it's a completely different tone and that's the tone that women usually and culturally it's different but for the women around in the UK that's where we excel yeah women are scary when they want to be especially (laughs) kiters I've been to I've been places I think it was mainly in South Africa it was quite scary over there (laughs) because <laughs> there's a lot of be- really good kites. I think every- you know, everyone's but- just good in South Africa. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. But I think the thing that you have to remember in those scenarios is, like I said before, all humans are selfish. All, all humans are human. So that front that they're putting on is just a front. And if you can break through that front, like if you go truly, and I do this in work in the other side of my world as well, you go in and you set that tone they don't really have a choice but to react to you and be like oh okay she's safe and it's okay and you build a better relationship you know the competition's still there you're still pushing yourself you still want to beat that woman but you know they're still human even if they're really good and I think especially with professional riders they and a few of my friends are professional riders so I've spent time with them and they're really friendly amazing women but when they go to the beach they kind of put on a serious face and they just get down to it and it's kind of because it's quite it's exhausting to be the one like hey how's it going so they're just going out riding but they are human and friendly and lovely underneath it's just that they are concentrating on getting out there but to other people who are like looking up to them and really excited to see them, it's like, oh my gosh, she's not smiling. She's like really serious and she's not very friendly. You're like, well, she's doing her job. She's got the game face on. Yeah. She's got a game face on. Yeah. <laughs> what is yeah. your thoughts on Queen of the Year or the non Queen of the Year as it is? God. <sighs> Try not to be angry in these kinds of podcasts and interviews. But you can be angry. Um, I don't like Red Bull that much, generally. Mm. Although they do some amazing content and have amazing athletes, they frustrate me a lot. However, they're a very successful business for a reason. King of the Air doesn't didn't include women because they claimed that if they included women, the quality skill isn't there. And that means that if they put on a show and the skill isn't as good as what people expect, they're not gonna have people watching and engaging and therefore there's no money in it. 
It's as simple as that, right? That is a business decision. That is one I wholeheartedly both agree with and understand. However, if you don't give women the option and the opportunity to train for something, they're not going to be as good as the people who are training for things that they can earn money in. So if you don't open it up for women, then the women are never going to be the same level as the men. And as a high profile business and promoter, I think you have a social responsibility to create spaces that are equal. Opening it up for women as well as men is also not equal. Like if you were to build a football stadium and you didn't build disabled access, you are treating everyone the same, which doesn't mean you're treating everyone equal. Equality doesn't mean treating everyone the same. It means giving everyone equal opportunities. So if you open up King of the Air to women as well, you're treating everyone the same, but it's not equal. And the reason it's not equal is because the way men and women are built genetically, like the center mass, have you seen that thing on it on, um, it was on Instagram and all the social media platforms where a man and a woman would kneel on the floor hands and knees on the floor and the woman would put her hands behind her back and the man would try and they'd land on their head yeah I did see that yeah so the reason that happens is because a man's center mass of gravity is in his chest and a woman's center mass of gravity is in our baby making area like in our uterus and so men are heavier on their chest than women are there's a few things you can do there's like stand with your back against the wall and pick up a chair there's loads of tricks it's really cool when you do it at a party and guys can't do it and where we wear our harness the kite surfing sits bang in the middle of those two places so men's center mass of gravity is above the um core of the harness and women's center mass of gravity is below the core so genetically not only are we not as strong physically, smaller physically, but our centre mass of gravity is lower than what the pull, where the pull is coming from. So like, it's actually, I mean, the metres difference that makes, I don't know. And there is a skill difference in men and women. So it's hard to compare that because you'd need to have people of the same skill to be able to test that. But the science suggests that we genetically, women aren't allowed to jump as high as men. So we should be having a separate women's competition, not the same. Otherwise, it's just not equal. Now, Anjali is like fucking legend. Mm -hmm. And she's an incredible rider. She's amazing. But there's only one of her. And there's a few women that are like very, very close to her now. But that's because she was in King of the Air two years ago or three, whenever the, the, you know, the first one was before COVID. So that's why all these big air riders are coming about the big air kite league like has a women's um division in it it's because women see an opportunity and they have a goal and they can compete but they need to have a separate they need to have a separate competition um so it really annoys me that king of the air don't um sadly i understand from a business perspective but it's not the right thing to do i mean Sorry, again, I'm going down rabbit holes. You can choose to cut this bit. But look (laughs) at the women's football in the UK. They were told that they weren't, that for years and years and years, mainstream TV won't play 
women's football because it won't get the crowds in. I was I had an argument with a friend of mine who told me he was pissed off when he turned on match of the day and they had the women's results first because they think they were just making the point because no women play football. Right. And now the Lionesses have just won the Euros. It, it first time England have won the Euros ever. And they had more people in that stadium than ever before. And more people watching it on TV. So who suggests that no one's going to watch this, this stuff? Yeah. But it's a company, an organisation, a team that gets successful, have to make the change, have to take that that dangerous risk that people won't watch it. Yeah, it makes no sense because there's almost the same... I mean, you know, there's men and women on Earth probably around the same amount. I'm not sure. I don't know all those things. But, you know, women want to watch it. It's just we've been told for... You know, it's just patriarchy, basically. It's not for us. Um, yeah, yeah, it's not for us. Yeah. That's why I love and Big I, Air Kite League as well, because they've, you know, yeah. given the, well, the opportunities and that they... Now we just need to fight doing. to actually be able to go out when it's windy and know, like, oh, the wind is... Uh, yeah. Okay, it's yeah, not that's, great. That's Let's a, get the women's out well, first. Yeah. Come on, mate. No. Yeah. That's yeah. just... But then in the GKA competition, the women went out when it was, like, stronger in the ends. Which was which was good That's to good, see. Yeah. yeah oh right, yeah, yeah. It it's this, I get it, and you have to be pragmatic about these things. I get it. I understand why they're making those decisions, but it's a panel of guys that are making those decisions, yeah. and that is so behind the times in what the world we're living in, in the rest of the world, in the rest of like business and society and all these things. But kite surfing so immature in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. And surfing's a really good comparison because the level of men and women is now very similar. Women are like, ve- yeah. I mean, subjectively, I think they're better, but y- y- there's women and men that are of the same caliber of surfing now. And that's because the last 10 years, the surfing industry's changed, like equal pay, equal coverage, all of that stuff. So kite surfing still very immature sport it's still brand new you know and there's still so much hostility around gender and you know like the you don't get it on the spot there's a big change in the actual sport when you're doing the sport and the friendships that you create around it but you go onto a facebook group and have any comment about women you are like buried with keyboard warriors it's mental and that's just evidence that there's still a community of old-fashioned beliefs and views and that's why the industry is taking a long time to change because it's like fundamental beliefs and core beliefs not not beliefs but just they're not thinking about it they don't there's no benefit to them humans are selfish why would they let women ride when it's more windy when the men have got to ride first they want to see the men do all these amazing tricks. So they don't want to miss out on that. So why would they? Are you hearing that, Mike? Huh? Maybe I should have priority next time it's... Oh, you do? Cooking. Yeah. yeah, I said I did last time. And then you still went. Huh? So <laughs> I, I get to go next about. time it's 40 knots. Oh, damn it. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to talk about something, the same thing that I read that you... And, and you made me think about that with surfing as well. How, and it's the same in kiting, women, we just, even at the same level... We just have a way of, because we're women, the way, like, we ride 
is just so beautiful. You know, it's not even just beautiful, but it's just so specific and so feminine in a really strong way and I remember you you mentioned that in a few interviews and and I thought yeah that's the the beauty and the strength of it as well like we ride differently and that's in surfing that's so nice to see like you can tell there's something like guys are very aggressive like women are just yeah it's that flow ballerina like and that's the thing I think yeah you only really notice that when you're good in the sport so I noticed it in kite surfing as well when you see a woman ride and the way she and some women ride very aggressively they ride more like a man like more not more like a man but a more masculine approach that mm-hmm. so that's back to that not binary it's a scale but there's an elegant strength to the way a woman rides and I don't watch kind of golf that much but I talked about this to um Adrian actually on kites so 365 and he invited me to have a chat with him and he was saying how you can see it in golf like women have a more sort of elegant strength to it and I mean, I don't know that because I don't watch it, but tennis, probably the same. It's so many sports. Surfing, there's a woman called Leah Dawson that I talk about a lot, and she sort of redefined the way women surf because normally when you think of a surfer, you think of someone with their back arched, crunched down, knees bent, you know, aggressively going through barrels and really sort of sharp turns. But the way Leah surfs, and she's both longboard and shortboard, she uses her hips more so she kind of has this like straight back and her hips are pushed forward and she has this like beautiful elegance like in her riding she looks more like a longboarder on a shortboard and that's the natural like physique of a woman but we don't know that because we only copy what the guys do and it's the same with kiting women point their toes they open up their chest like there's they're just more finesse to it and I don't get me wrong I love watching guys ride and do the big air amazing stuff like speed strength power but when I watch women ride it's so different it's just like beauty and style that you just don't get from when you go well big. I, d- I don't think you've seen my finesse and beauty. I yes that's <laughs> true but as I say, it's not all. It's it's the scale. I know. I've got I've no, got a grace no, that no most finesse. men just do not have. No, actually, you're good. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit of finesse. But it, it's funny. I like I see some guys ride. <laughs> I just, as I said, don't like to slate guys, but that's for a second. Like at my spot, and they're doing like there's one guy at my spot, and he does a lot of tricks. He's got a lot of tricks in his bag of tricks, but they're all just a fucking mess. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just like flying around like spinning a back roll and then landing it like twisted and like but he goes really high and really fast and he does it and his radies are just like a complete mess but he's he's gone through all these tricks like next 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 and i don't think he's a very good rider just not graceful. lovely guy just flapping his board around just everywhere flapping around he's having a great time but he's not much fun to watch whereas you know you see someone who's like really finesse that back roll that core you know core tricks and like the s-bend that's got so much like almost like a slither to it you know rather than and it's just a different whether you think it's better or worse or not at all it's a different way of riding and we should be celebrating that and exposing it and encouraging it rather than you know telling people to look like the guy at my spot yeah 
That is so funny. We all have a guy like that just dangling around. <laughs> <laughs> the danglers. I mean, kind of watching the danglers. Yeah. The <laughs> just grab the board or something. Stop letting it dangle around there. You know. Bless him. Um, hmm. So you've you've told us some of your plans for the future. You've told us about some of your upcoming events. But to finish things off, Josie, as we've, we've held you here for quite a while now, um, as you know, it's a question that we ask quite a lot of people. Is it? No, I know you do a few water sports, but is is there anything that you want to try? Is is there a water sport that you want to try? Oh, I just say you've got a lovely voice for podcast. What his voice? Or mine? Yeah, well, both of you. I don't know if it's your mics. But... Well, thank you. We'll take the compliment. Fantastic. <laughs> um, I have kindly been provided some F1 winging kit for about a year and a half now. And I've been out twice. Yeah. And I really, really, really want to be good at it. But I'd like to just click my fingers and be really good at it. Because the conditions for winging are exactly the same for freestyle yeah <laughs> and every time yeah. i go to the beach i take my twin tip and i go kiting go oh i'll just i'll i'll do a bit of kiting for a warm-up and then i'll go and wing it literally and i never end up getting the wing out i really want to learn that my brother lives in australia and he's visiting and he's been he's a sailor so he kind of got into winging quite quickly after sailing and he's really good and I think that would be my next, that's definitely my next sort of mission. Um, but I also, the one I'm doing a lot now is I'm trying to become a longboarding mega babe. Oh, we're all trying that, Josie. I've been trying for... I'm trying that too. Yeah. I, I, love, yeah. I, love, I love longboarding. Yeah, we, we do love it. Surfing yeah. is hard though, right? I mean, we say, it's funny, people come to us and like, so kite surfing is harder than surfing, right? I'm like, no. No, <laughs> no and then I say, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Kite surfing is so yes. hard. Yeah, really hard. It's so hard. <laughs> Surfers have got nothing on us. But um, yeah, surfing is, it's tricky, man. It's Yeah, well, I think shortboarding is tricky because you just, I mean, by the time you get out there, I mean, I've been surfing for longer than I've been kiting and I'm not a good surfer. By the time you get out there, you're knackered. Your arms are hurting. But longboarding, you go out like two to four foot and it's beautiful and you catch these perfect, clean waves. So I'm really enjoying that and like getting getting my footwork really nice and trying to do some like cross-stepping and that kind of thing. And that's I'm really enjoying that like learning journey again and sort of getting better each time, that kind of thing. Um but yeah, there's no limit. I just love being in the sea. I love just being near to the ocean, being in the ocean. And it sounds so cliche, doesn't it? But it's lush. It makes me feel amazing. So I'll keep doing it as long as I can. Yeah, we're the same. And you, you're good in Bristol as well. It's a good spot to, uh, to tr- you've got quite a few places you can travel to. Yeah, it's a great spot. Yeah, all wind, all wind directions bar northerlies. But no one likes a northerly. Yeah, exactly. He does. Cold. I don't. It's bloody cold. I love northerlies. No, I guess we do get good northerlies. I don't. I don't mind what the wind direction is, as long as it's blowing. <laughs> yeah. Fun. You live at a great spot. You can kind of go. Yeah. No, we're good. Everywhere. Yeah. 
Just a west south west, which is a little bit weird, but you can still cut. Oh, see, west south west is absolute dream over here. Yeah. Go everywhere on that. Nice. Well, I have to come over there then. We do need yeah, to come, come over. Around. He's never been to Bristol. It's really nice. You would like it. No, we want to go and see the wave. Oh, yeah. The wave. Um. We want to go there. Is it just called the wave then? Is it called the wave? The Bristol the wave, wave yeah. 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 That's very cool. Have you been? Very expensive. Oh. Yes, it's very expensive. Um, that's always a yeah. bit weird because that's the the thing with water sports. I mean, surfing is cheaper because you just need a board and wetsuit, and then you go out there. That's the whole magic of it. If there's a perfect wave, it. every time I will pay money for that. It is a perfect wave every time. What a winner! But it's quite bizarre. It's not salt water, so you're not as buoyant as you are in the sea. So it does oh. feel okay. Very different. Just get used Inter- to it. Interesting. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah, that is interesting. And there's lots of people watching. Well, actually, no one's watching, but it feels like they are. So <laughs> yeah. I was terrified. <laughs> yeah, we need to. Yeah. We need to try it. Well, yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for coming and chatting mm-hmm. to us, Josie. Thank you. You're, You're very really welcome. Fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah. What a treat to be asked. I feel privileged. Of course. I knew straight away I wanted to chat to you. Yeah, it's been mm. awesome. It's yeah. Been awesome. Well, watch this space as she flies. There's loads yeah. coming up. There's loads I haven't spoken about as well. Ooh. But there's stuff happening. So, We're yeah. excited. Hey, we really enjoyed chatting to Josie. It was such a nice chat with her. And we hope you enjoyed the episode too. If you want to see more from Josie, then please check out the description where you'll find links to her social pages and the She Flies website. So if you're interested in any of the camps or mini festivals that she's got coming up, then go and check that out. If you like the podcast, then please show some appreciation, leave us a review and rate us. If you want to check out anything else that we get up to at Tide, then please go over to our social channels on Instagram, Facebook, or you can check out our website, tidewatersports.co.uk. Thanks for listening. See you there for the next one. Bye.